Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today, Wendy and I are talking about the marvelous city, as it's known, where we've spent most of the past two weeks. And this is, of course, the city of Rio de Janeiro in Brazil, or Rio de Janeiro, as English speakers say it. And of course, this is a return to Rio for both of us. For me, just two and a half years since the last time I was here for the Olympic Games. For you, 23 years. You're making me sound old, Nick. <laughs> and so what was it like to return finally after all these years? Yeah, it was it was a little bit emotional. Part of me was afraid that Rio was not going to live up to my memories of it because I have very, very fond memories of it from when I was in Rio as a student uh, when I was just 19 and I did a study abroad program and I completely fell in love with the city and fell in love with Brazil and with the language. And I, you know, felt like there was this hidden Brazilian that was inside of me that was suddenly coming out and, um, you know, that I'd found somewhere where I really felt at home. But I was very young and very inexperienced and not very well traveled. And so I think a part of that was just that I, um, I was realizing how much I loved travel and I could have had that experience pretty much anywhere and it just happened to be in Brazil. So I was a bit worried that, you know, now that I've been to more than a hundred countries that it wouldn't be the same, but it was, I really felt a strong connection to Brazil when we first arrived and then to Rio in particular, when we finally made it there at the end of our trip. And were there things that after we arrived in Rio that you remembered or were there things that you'd forgotten about and suddenly your memory was jolted or what was it like from that point of view? You know, I don't think I really saw very much of the city the first time I was there. I was living in Copacabana uh, and that's also where I studied. That's where my school was and I was staying with a host family there. And I don't think I got out very much beyond Copacabana and Ipanema, which is the next beach over. I know that I did a couple of touristy things. I definitely remember going up to Corcovado to see the Christ the Redeemer statue, but most of it was new, new and yet familiar, you know, at the same time. Right. So we had... Unfortunately, at the beginning, about three days of rain, but then at the end, we had six consecutive glorious days, and so we were really lucky with that. Um, as you mentioned, going up to Corcovado is, is one famous thing you can do in Rio, and that's one thing we did. We actually went to three different viewpoints, um, so the Christ Redeemer statue, the Sugarloaf Mountain, and we also hiked up to um, the top of a peak, which is called the, uh, the Dojimans, which is two brothers in Portuguese. So it's kind of this twin peak. And so we did that as well. So we got these amazing views over the city, over the beaches, over the mountains from three different spots in the city. And so I thought that those were all really, really worthwhile. Yeah. Uh, Rio is a breathtaking city, especially when you see it from up above and you see how it's completely surrounded by the rainforest. It's really a city in the rainforest uh, and you know you have all these hills these forested hills that kind of pop out in different places in the middle of the city and you have the coastline of course in these beautiful long stretches of beach 
So it really is spectacular, even though most of the buildings are quite modern, which is not really the style of architecture that we particularly like. We tend to like older colonial buildings, and there are a few of those in the city center, but for the most part, it's, you know, big modern skyscrapers and things like that. Um, but what makes it really special, I think, is not the architecture, but the location, the setting of the city. Yeah, definitely. I remember the first time I went up to Sugarloaf Mountain when I was in Rio previously, that was when I first really yeah, began to understand the layout of the city. And so you can see that you have these beaches, um, Copacabana and then Ipanema and Leblon, which is the same beach that stretches further there. And then there's really only a few blocks um, or a few city blocks of land back from those beaches and those are all filled with high rises like you said and that adds to the kind of glamour of of that part of Rio and then the mountains just start and then you see of course the favelas which are the slums of Rio which are on the early slopes of those mountains and you can just kind of see the different parts of the city how it's separated by mountains um, and you can just kind of see how it all works and so I, I thought that was really interesting last year we went to Cape Town and you see the same kind of thing in Cape Town and it's really remarkable to me how similar the two cities are in terms of their setting with beaches and mountains and then different suburbs or different areas of the city that are separated by the nature and then that has created separation in terms of um, I don't know, income levels of those areas or levels of development of those areas and, and things like that as well. Um, and so you get three different views from these three places, from the Sugarloaf, you see the bay, you see Copacabana, um, and you see the mountains rising up. From Corcovado, you see the Lagoa, which is the lagoon that's kind of in the middle of Rio as well, just back from Ipanema Beach. Uh, and then you see over to the Sugarloaf itself. And then from the Doigemons, from the two brothers, uh, you see everything. You see um, Ipanema Beach. You're basically on top of Ipanema and Leblon Beach. Um, then you see the Lagoa from a different angle. And then if you look the other way, you can see the Hosinha favela, which is the most famous of the favelas. And you're on top of that, so you can really just look down on it. And you can also see this other mountain which is called uh, the Pedra da Gavia which means the rock of the top sail which was named by Portuguese sailors in 1502 it was when they very first arrived in the area of, of, of Rio de Janeiro um, they thought that this rock looked like a kind of sail on their boats and so that's why they named it and it was the, apparently the first mountain in Brazil named in Portuguese um, so we spent a lot of time at these at these lookouts and that was incredible yeah uh, I think the Doiser Mounts was probably my favorite of the three lookouts even though it's the the least known Palm de Açúcar, Sugarloaf Mountain and Corcovado where the Christ the Redeemer statue is those are the two most famous icons in the city I would say um, and of course they do both have spectacular views but what's one of the things that's great about Doisner Mounds is that you get to see both of those two icons when you're there whereas of course when you're on top of Sugarloaf Mountain you don't see the mountain itself in your view of the city um, and we were the only people there on Deutsche Mons. Uh, we went up really early in the morning. I think we got started about, at about 7 or 7.30. Mm -hmm. And uh, we didn't see anyone either on the climb up or coming down. And so that was a really special thing to, to have the spectacular view of the city all to ourselves. Yeah, and I actually went up twice. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I went up again in the afternoon because um, you really get a different angle or you, there's different light. And so I thought it was worthwhile going up twice. So I did that. Um, and the other thing, of course, is that you can't get up to the Doisimons with a cable car or a funicular or something like that. So that's why it's not as uh, there aren't as many people who go up there because you have to hike it. Right. And you actually have to go through one of the favelas as well, through Vigigal, which... Um, 
the favelas tend to have a bad reputation, and so I'm sure that scares away a lot of people who think that it's dangerous. Uh, we will talk about that in an, in an upcoming episode. We'll talk all about the favelas and our experience there, but I think that's another part of the reason why Deutschermanns doesn't get as many visitors. Okay, and what were the other highlights for you apart from the views? Um, there were so many. I love the beaches, and that's a really strange thing for me to say because I don't really like beaches in general. I get bored going to the beach, but I do love hanging out on Copacabana and Ipanema. There's just so much happening there, and it's it's right in the middle of the city, so you don't have to, like, you know, the beach doesn't have to be the whole focus of your day. You can just go there just for a half hour or so, and then you come can come back to uh, our place where we were staying, which was just a few blocks away from the beach. Um, or you can go off and do other things. But there's so much happening. Uh, you can see people playing volleyball or sometimes playing a very Brazilian sport, which is called volley, and it's kind of a combination between soccer and volleyball. Uh, so, and there's lots of people selling drinks and snacks. So we tended to go there for the sunset in the evening and we would have a caipirinha, which is a typical Brazilian cocktail and, uh, watch the sunset. So those are some really special memories that I have of, of both, both of my experiences in Rio the first time and this time. Yeah, the beach culture is just so infused into the, the entire culture of the city. It's not at all like going to a deserted beach on a, a beach holiday. It's a completely different experience. There's a lot of people and there's supposed to be a lot of people. And that's right. part of the enjoyment. You just watch what's happening and, and just kind of soak it all up and enjoy it. Yeah, and on Sundays they close off because there is a main road called the Avenida Atlantica um, that runs along the beach, but they close off uh, half of that road, the half that's closest to the beach on Sundays. So then there's lots of people out walking and biking. And of course, you can walk along the, the beach on the shore as well. Uh, but Sundays in particular make it a really nice outing. All right, so that's a few highlights of Rio. And next time, as you alluded to, we'll talk about a different side of Rio, which are the favelas. Thanks for listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. 